The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. I want to start here, Eddie, with what I think most people want to hear about tonight, and that is what in the world happened in that late game. Um, I was shocked. So was I. Was I. Sho- I was shocked, man, yep. to see how manhandled the San Francisco 49ers were. Same and, of course, And, of course, what does it become? Well, the Niners just aren't that good, and there's a system quarterback, and four interceptions. He sucks. But – Again, this week-to-week league that we have in the National Football League, it'll have the Raiders winning an arrowhead. It'll have Pittsburgh scoring like crazy. And somehow, some way, that team that everyone had kind of uh, sharpied into the NFC Championship game looking incredibly vulnerable tonight, man. No, I I did not see that coming at all. Um, I did not think the Ravens would go in there and win that game like that. Um and Brock Purdy, look, I, I'm a Purdy fan. Um, I'm rooting for him. I like the story. I think he's a pretty good player. But when you have a day like that where you throw four interceptions and you just don't look good at all against a, a you know a really good team, uh, it doesn't help your case for people you know like me that are trying to say no, no, he's better than just the system quarterback. <laughs> he was bad, and he's got to wear it and he's got to rebound from it to uh, to try and shut up a lot of people who don't believe in him. Wait, hold on here, Calvert. Load management, Garcia, my backside. Eddie is in here tonight when he needs to be here. So don't come here. I will block that like the NBA games that nobody paid attention to today outside of Chris Broussard. Now, I will say, four interceptions is concerning, problematic, issues. But there's a part of me that wonders 
if we saw the team that's going to play in the AFC Championship game emerge here tonight. But I also wonder if I'm letting history affect me too terribly much. I mean, Eddie, you, you're a fan of a team in the AFC North, so you've seen these Ravens runs before, right? 2019, 2019, maybe one of the greatest regular season runs we've seen. They won 12 straight games to wrap up the season, 14-2. They lose in the playoffs. In 2020, Baltimore was 11-5, and had won five in a row heading into the playoffs, won a, won a playoff game, and everyone was losing their mind only to get beat by the Bills. Been here, done this. Am I allowing history to affect me too much right now and not wanting to go over the top with what I've seen from Baltimore today? Uh, I don't think so because I'm there with you. Okay. And, and, and you you know, Ravens fans can call me a Steeler hater, and that's fine. Um, when Look, when the, when the Ravens can obviously get turnovers and Lamar Jackson doesn't have to lead them from behind and he can run around and do his thing, pretty good. Uh, but when they're down by uh, a score or two and it's late and, and he's got to, you know, make plays with his arm and, you, you know, they'll let him run around and do what he wants and not really care about it. I'm not I'm not a big fan. So, you know, like I said, when they when they get the lead, when they can run the ball, when their defense playing is playing well and he can kind of just do his thing. Pretty good. Pretty good. And that would look I, that was a great win for the Ravens. I, I can't take anything away from that great win for them but for him to do that consistently against good competition when it comes playoff time I don't I don't believe he can do it I don't know I'm gonna say this and then I'll look at the schedule and it was probably the same last year I don't know when we've had this many teams in the mix for the top overall seed in each conference and it's seemingly being so so hard to figure out right I mean Miami finally gets a win over a team with a winning record for the first time since what week two of of last season but yet I think there's a really good chance that they're going to go to Baltimore on New Year's Eve and get smoked by the Ravens I don't know if they're going to beat Buffalo at home but in that same vein like we just talked about Vic Fangio has been really good historically at making life hell on guys like Lamar Jackson that's the Dolphins defensive coordinator I, I don't know what to expect in the AFC the rest of the way and then if you shift to the other side of the football where we're going to spend a lot of time, Niners fan, I know that when you have a loss like that, you probably unplug from everything. But I need just a very simple answer to a question like, what happened? Is, is it just as simple as saying that Brock Purdy had a bad, a bad game, which, which he did? Is it as simple as saying the Ravens defense is that good? Is there a deeper-rooted problem? Because now you're looking at what? Eddie, four teams that are in the mix for the top seed right now in the NFC, and one of them's not even in first place in their conference right now. The Niners, Eagles, and Lions are all tied at 11-4 and four overall in the season right now. The Niners hold that tiebreaker over Philadelphia and Detroit, but the Cowboys are right there at 10-5, and five, and even though they got beat this past weekend and things didn't look all that great in their loss to Miami, they beat Detroit on Saturday night? <laughs> look out. They're right back in this mix, too. So, I don't know if, if there's a simple way to put this outside of, I think we're setting up for a pretty unpredictable and exciting final couple weeks of the season. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And, and, and like I said, I, I, I felt really good about the 49ers before this game. Uh, and then in the, in the AFC, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know that. I, no I, clue. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I, the Ravens, that was a great, great win for them, but I still, I still don't really believe in them. But I, I guess I'd have to say I believe in them as much as anybody in the AFC at this point, too. So it's it's pretty wide open. And that 49er loss certainly opens the, the door for question marks on them as well now. I wonder, you know, everything seems to come in bunches, too, with San Francisco. Whenever things don't go well, it kind of 
last a couple of weeks. Now, granted, they've, they've only lost four games, but that was a three-game losing streak this year that seemed to kind of catapult Cleveland, made Minnesota relevant for a couple of weeks, and we thought Cincinnati was back. Uh, and lo and behold, they'd won six straight games before what happened tonight. They're going to Washington next week, and no offense to any of our Commander fans that are listening, but you guys know, kind of like bi-week city whenever you're playing Washington right now. But, I mean, Eddie, you were there for the Chargers game on, what, Saturday? Was that Saturday? Yes, it against was. Against the yes. Bills? Yes. Right, you, you were there. So I, I, I was thinking the Rams for some reason. But the Niners and the Rams is the final game of the regular season. And – the Rams on Thursday night look really good against the Saints team that has been up and down all season long, hasn't been as good defensively as we thought. Derek Carr has been, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say ineffective, but it's been a roller coaster. There's been some incredible games. It's been Derek Carr. That's Derek Carr, Saints fans. There's moments where you're like, holy smokes, this guy is great. That's not the story from Thursday night. The story is the Rams suddenly being the team that no one wants to play, and now that's who San Francisco has to deal with in the final week of the regular season too. I don't know, Eddie. I'm I'm raising a few red flags whenever it comes to San Francisco right now. Beyond just saying it's a bad night for Brock Purdy. I, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, Maybe? certainly that that's front and center, though. I mean, it is because as it is with any time, you know, the quarterback position is always going to be. Um, but yeah, I think there there are also some uh, other concerns as well. But it's it, to me though, Brock Purdy has to be the top story. Yeah, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. It's it's kind of tough, right? Because in one part, you want to give all this credit to Baltimore for it. You know, six time in program history that they've won twelve or more games. Four of those six have come under John Harbaugh. But on the other side of it, you're like, okay, so is that? Is that one of those situations to where we're starting to see the warts? We're starting to see the issues whenever it comes to the the San Francisco 49ers? Or, or is it just a case of an outstanding, an absolutely outstanding defensive performance? We'll talk about it at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boy, Travis Kelsey was he was a baby today. I I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Kansas City. I don't think it has anything to do with Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm just going to be real clear about it. Doesn't. It doesn't. It's just it's it's funny to me how so many people want to make it about that. Uh, I think the Raiders' defense is better, and they're playing inspired football. But there was – that was just a bad game uh, for Kansas City all around. And if you missed the scene, Travis Kelsey comes off the field, spikes his helmet. I mean, spikes it. And whenever the – I guess they got the ball back because, again, a reminder, the Raiders didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. Um as the equipment guy tried to give the helmet back to Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid came up and stopped him from doing it. And then whenever Andy Reid was talking to Travis Kelsey, I mean, it seemed like he kind of got a little physical with him, right? Uh, he gave him a bump. And, and gave that's him a, a bump. And that's a coach that can give an NFL player a bump. He's got some girth on him. He can bump a player. <laughs> I don't know. And, and what, not bounce off him, you know. It, is there more to this? Is it something more than just, hey, guess what? Um... You're in a rough stretch. You're getting older. Kansas City doesn't have any good wide receivers on that team right now. Or or maybe, again, they haven't had anyone consistent at the wide receiver position. They won a Super Bowl without Tyree Kill, so I'm not ready to say Tyree Kill's terrible. But Juju Smith-Schuster got dealt. Uh, or I'm sorry, got a new deal to go somewhere else. They brought back Miko Hardman, and that, that hadn't really done anything for him. I mean, he's the guy you stop. And so I get while he's frustrated, but... 
I tell you something, man. Andy Reid wasn't having any of that. And even the scene whenever they show Mahomes over there and he's yelling, he's cussing out his offensive line, and they go back out on the field and they go three and out. It's like, okay, this is not normal. I've seen these Chiefs games for how many years has Mahomes been in the league now? Is this his sixth year, his seventh year in the league? Whatever it is, I've watched a lot of Kansas City Chiefs football. Eddie, I live in Cowboy slash Chiefs country. A majority of my friends are Kansas City Chief fans. I'm working with Jeff Schwartz a little bit later on uh, tomorrow morning, and he's a big Chiefs guy. So I'm going to get a lot. I get a lot of Chiefs nonstop. I always feel like inevitably in the end, Mahomes is going to get you. I don't know if I feel that way this year. I'm telling you what, that little fit from Travis Kelsey, that blew my mind to see him act like that. Well, I think it was certainly telling in the frustration that they're feeling uh, in Kansas City because this isn't the same Chiefs offense that we're accustomed to seeing. Mm -mm. Yes, they have Mahomes and he can still do special things. Yes, Kelsey can be uh, very effective at times, but they really don't have anyone else. I mean, they don't. Uh, and when they do have other guys that get open, they'll drop it half the time. Uh, so they're frustrated. I get it. But I, I did like Andy Reid telling the guy, hey, he threw his helmet. Make him go get his own damn helmet. You know, right? <laughs> Don't pick it up for him. Don't be an enabler of him throwing a tantrum. And then give him a little bump there as well. So, look, they're, they're going to have to get themselves out of this issue. There's there's No one's going to come to their rescue. It's going to be whoever they've got you know, in that room to either get it done or not. But, uh, you know, Homer Holmes just can still make plays and, and, and Kelsey can still be a playmaker. But that's that's all they've got. I mean, it's, somebody else is going to have to step up for them uh, for them to, to go deep into the playoffs because you can't just do it with two guys. This isn't no. the NBA. No, not at all. We surely don't want losses, so but they're they're all they're all tough. Um, we'll get through this one and we we learn from it and we we move on. I had to tell you something, though. To me, as we come to you live from the TireRack.com studios with Eddie Garcia, I'm Chris Plank. I think the story in this game was was really the Raiders. And I know that would be like a Captain Obvious thing coming from a diehard Las Vegas, Oakland, Los Angeles, Oakland Raiders fan. But Antonio Pierce is the guy. And I don't I know that the natural reaction is, well, they're not out-scheming the other teams. And this isn't a deal where they're winning because of X's and O's. But this is probably naivete on my part, maybe a little bit of idiocracy on my part, maybe a little bit of homerism on my part. But we've tried to go with the super schemer, right? You bring in Josh McDaniels, and he's such a jerk. I mean, he can't even relate to his players. And he's out midway through his second season again for the second time as a head coach. You thought you were going with the, with an offensive schemer and John Gruden, and listen, um, Gruden was his own worst nightmare, but the Raiders seemed like they had something cooking for a little bit before he got fired, and they ended up making the playoffs that year with an interim coach. But I just... I think there's a little Dan Campbell and Antonio Pierce, and I think that sometimes franchises need that. Um, are the Lions where they are without Ben Johnson as their offensive coordinator? Probably not. Um, are they where they are without you know the, the the smart guys they have that are running their defense? Probably not. But to me, Eddie, when you have a guy and belief and all of that kind of rah-rah stuff doesn't really seem to fit too much in the NFL – but when you do it the way that a Dan Campbell has done it, that we've seen Pete Carroll have success in the past doing it, and with the way that Antonio Pierce has done it, Mark Davis, don't screw this up. Don't try to make anything the Patriot way or whatever way you want to try to do it. Here's a guy that says, let's be the Raiders. Raiders got to go get a quarterback. 
try to figure something out on that front because Aiden O'Connell, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer, they're not that guy. But I'm standing here in complete and utter shock, Eddie, that I want Antonio Pierce to be the head coach. I want Champ Kelly to be their general manager. I'm not just saying this because they beat the Chiefs. I'm saying this because I think these are dudes that are making good calls and are making right decisions for this franchise going forward. And I think they've got a chance to really do something special over the next two to three years. I know, I know Mark Davis. One, one final thought on this, Eddie, because I, I want your take on it. I know Mark Davis wants a high-powered, crazy offense, right? He wants to score points, and he thinks that's the way to get in butts in seats that are wearing silver and black instead of wearing the uniform of every other team and the colors of every other team that comes to Las Vegas. But I think they'll make a good call on bringing in a good, solid, creative mind. Maybe it's the guy they have right now. Maybe they just have a crappy quarterback. I don't know. But I think Antonio Pierce is that guy. And I think the Raiders should give him a shot. I think he should be their head coach going forward. I think they should remove the interim tag maybe as soon as tomorrow and just give this guy the job. That is one heck of a defensive performance they've had over the last five games. Well, I think one of the things going for Antonio Pierce is Rich Bisaccia, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, there was he came in as an interim coach, seemed to win the locker room. The guys seemed to play hard for him, and then they didn't keep him. So I think Mark Davis has to be thinking: Do I do I screw this up again when the obvious answer may be right in front of me, like I'm like maybe I did the last time, or you know, or do I do I do I see you know that the solution's right here? Don't don't overcomplicate this thing. And, and hire the guy that it appears the players want to play for and are playing hard for. Uh, the, uh, they was, I did notice one thing. The NFL on Fox, right, they they had, they went to Michael Strahan to talk about Antonio Pierce. Oh, yeah. And I get that, that he was a former teammate of his, and he knows him very well. But I would have loved to hear Howie Long talk about what he thinks about Antonio Pierce rather than the guy who's his friend. Mm-hmm. who's obviously trying to get him a job and is going to say he was the smartest guy I ever played with and all that. And maybe that's true. I don't know. Sure. But I would I would have preferred to have hear, heard from someone else who was, and maybe Howie Long's not objective either, but I just I just thought that, like, I get that he knows him and I, I understand you want to use his insight into him, but I, I he also is, you know, not not unbiased in this. That's his guy. So I, would, I, would, I wish I could have heard from somebody else explain to me why he is... And maybe that maybe that somebody else is you. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then then let me completely and totally give you the homeristic take. I love the fact that he's not trying to do it any way but like the Raider way. He's not coming in there and saying, "Well, I did this here, I did this here." Here's it is for him. It's about the Raiders, and I know that doesn't matter. That that doesn't matter. But for some reason, Eddie. It matters to me. And as a fan who has lived in, I mean, gosh, I could go through the starting quarterbacks, but my brain would melt. I mean, there's names like Andrew Walter, Bruce, no offense, Bruce, if you're listening. I know he's getting ready for an NFL radio show. But Bruce Gretkowski and Charlie Fry, and I think there was like a Dante Culpepper season in there too. But I love the idea that this guy is coming in and basically saying, I grew up a Raiders fan. I, I know what that attitude is is like. I know what these teams can be. And like I said, I don't think it matters. But for some reason, Eddie, when I hear a guy that comes out and says, we're going to do it the Raider way. I haven't heard the Raider way since like Al Davis died. And bless his heart, Hugh Jackson tried to be our coach. But I dig it. 
And sometimes that's what fans need to hear. Sometimes it's fool's gold. Maybe they'll go 2-15 and 15 next year. But for, for now, for what I think Champ can do as their GM, what he can do as their head coach, they've got a foundational piece on defense in Max Crosby. They've got some dudes that look like they can be pretty good players on offense. they got this guy named Devontae Adams who might be pretty good at football. Eddie, I like a guy that tells me he loves the organization. He loves the, the swagger and what they're supposed to be about because all we've been about is having people feel, feel sorry for us because we paint our faces up and we look like morons and we get our heads kicked in every single Sunday. I like having a little juice. And this guy brings me some juice, man. And he beat the Chiefs today. Come on, that matters, doesn't it? Uh, of course it matters. Beating a division rival on the road uh. like, like Kansas City, preventing them from wrapping up the division title. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get I get where you're coming from. And like I said, uh I think if you're Mark Davis, you're like, Am I gonna screw this up again the way I the way I may have done earlier so I can go out and get a name, a bigger name? Uh, you know, I, I think that would probably be a mistake. I like I like Champ Kelly a lot too. I think he's got a chance to be a really good general manager for the Raiders. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller show weekdays at two AM Eastern, eleven PM Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. 
Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But I, I jotted down a few notes from what I watched on, on Saturday and then into Sunday. And I wanted to start here. Are you um, back on board with all things being right in Steeler Nation? Now, granted, quarterback injury down to what? Third, fourth quarterback this year. So, obviously, Mason Rudolph, probably not the long-term answer, but could probably win you a game or two and get you in the playoffs. Are you okay with Tomlin getting more time? Do you do you buy into these theories that he could be on his way out? Because that was one heck of a win and a performance in dominating Cincinnati on Saturday. No, it was it was a great win for him. Um, but no, am I? I think to answer your question, am I on board with you know everything being right? No, not at all. Uh, you know, when you lose to Arizona, New England, and Indianapolis three consecutive weeks, one win over the Bengals, as nice as it was. Uh, is not uh, does not make me feel like everything's fine. They're gonna you know they're gonna win their final two games or win one of their final two games and uh, maybe get a chance to get in the playoffs. But uh, as far as Mike Tomlin goes, um, uh, you know he's not a Supreme Court justice. He doesn't get to be coach of the Steelers for life, even though they've had three head coaches in my lifetime and I'm 53 wow. years old. Um, so, but I'm not, I there I would be stunned. If the Steelers fired Mike Tomlin, um, trade him? I, I no, I don't. I don't okay. think they're going to trade him, or or unless he asks for it, which I don't think he would. Um, but it is kind of interesting. I hear a lot of people talk about you know the Steelers and their identity and things like that, and I'm like the the, the biggest thing the Steelers have for their identity is like stability and not you know overreacting to things, mm-hmm. and whether Steeler fans or anyone else wants to push back against this, the fact of the matter is, if they were to fire Mike Tomlin, uh, and, it, and that this may not even happen, he's never had a losing season. And I know, oh, yeah. he, he hasn't won a playoff game in this number of years, blah, blah, blah. For them to fire Mike Tomlin after his maybe his first losing season, which is which I don't even know if that's going to happen now. I think they could beat Seattle. I don't know if they're going to beat Baltimore in their final game, but they could, you know, they could end up with a winning record again. I, I just, I would be stunned by that. I would be shocked by that. Um, the only way I could see them making a change is if perhaps they went to him and said, you know, we'd like for you to make some staff changes. And he would, and if he said no, 
then that would be a different story. But um, I would be very, very surprised if they just out and out fired Mike Tomlin. I'd be shocked by that, actually. So I was, I was bringing it up, and I bring it up for a reason, because and I don't know where this rumor came from, and I don't know if – I think I read it with our buddy LarryBrownSports.com on his website, but it, that there might be some teams willing to make a trade for him. Now, here's my question. Is that just guys connecting dots, right? Like, for instance, the Boston Globe article, or the theory. I don't even think it was an article. It was as a guest on a radio show. A dude brings up, eh, you know, I think uh, they've already made up their mind to fire Bill Belichick. And you're like, what? <laughs> Wasn't it just like a month ago where he magically had agreed to this contract that gave him another year? So I wonder if this is just people that are connecting dots and, saying, and seeing places like Washington, who's going to need a, a new head coach and a new ownership. Right group that has taken over. Maybe they want a new just whole mindset to take over, a whole new culture. Maybe people are trying to connect dots and say, ah, that's a place that would trade for a coach because I mean, Chargers are a great example of it as well. If, if I'm either one of those teams, I'm sure as hell not trading my first-round pick this year, Eddie, but I don't know if there's really anything to it, like if there's been contact that's been made or if anyone has truly theorized it or if everyone's just throwing stuff off the wall to see if it sticks. I think there are a lot of it is throwing stuff off the wall. I agree. But what what I know this has happened before and I think it happened with Belichick before, right? With the Jets where he was where he was mm-hmm. traded. What's the compensation on a coach? What are you what are what are teams going to ask for for a coach? You know what well, I mean? What 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 are we looking at here? Well, if you want to uh if you want to go as far as what history has given yeah. us, right? I mean the the Broncos had to give up picks to go get Sean Payton. How much do you guys have to give up to go get Payton? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think it was um, – let's see here. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a first-round pick, but like for just looking historically, Herm Edwards was actually traded to the uh, from the Jets to the Chiefs. Um, it was a fourth-round pick that they had to give up for him. Uh, Bruce Arians, when he retired, actually was traded to the Buccaneers. I did not remember that. The Packers received a second-round pick in 1999 for Mike Holmgren. You brought up the Bill Belichick trade, right? The Patriots got Bill Belichick and apparently a fifth and seventh-round pick in 2001. The Jets got three picks as well. They got a 2000 first-round pick and a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick the following year. Here's the Broncos trade. The Broncos got Sean Payton and a third-round pick in in this coming draft, 2024. The Saints got the Broncos' first-round pick last year. Um, I guess the two biggest ones were the John Gruden trade and the Bill Parcells trade. Just this is to give a little perspective. If if there is a trade of a Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick, because they're both still still under contract, Bill Parcells was traded to the Jets. The Patriots at that point in 1997 got a third, a fourth, a second, and a first in the trade. They got four picks out of it. And, of course, the John Gruden trade, the uh, Raiders got two first-round picks as well, 02 and 03, and second-round picks in 02 and 04. Now, I don't think you're going to get that kind of package, are, are you, for either one of these guys? I don't, I don't know. It's a great, it's a great question. I, I, I don't even know how that really works because, obviously, <laughs> with a player, I would go with you, right? Agree, you, yeah. With a player, you just you don't – you don't give a damn. You're just right. going to send him there. But with a coach, he, he's got to agree to want to go there, right? Or else mm-hmm. he just says, yeah, I'll just sit it out and uh, wait for another opening somewhere else. So 
Yeah, that's that's it's really weird. interesting. Uh, by the way, one one other note on this whole Steelers and trading coaches conversation. Here's one thing that I maybe need a little bit more light shine upon for me to better understand it. Where did things go wrong for Tomlin in hiring offensive coordinators? Because when he had Arians, pretty fan, even though there was a season or two where everyone wanted Arians gone, but Arians did a great job. Todd Haley, I think, did a pretty nice job. Now, uh, they made it to the playoffs, what, four times whenever he was the offensive coordinator. But since then, Canada was a disaster, and he didn't want to move on from him. Was it Randy Fitchner? Yes, yes. Because to me, that's where the biggest mistakes have been made. They haven't brought in an offensive coordinator that is even a, a half of what Haley and Arians were for him. No, I I, I completely agree. Um, I don't remember Ken Wisenhunt was in there yeah. somewhere. As I think well. he was right. Bef- was he right before Tomlin got the job? Maybe, maybe I think maybe I think so. Yeah, I right. think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know where Matt Canada. I mean, I know where he came from. I know he came from college, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the, what the connection was with him and Tomlin? I have no idea. Whatever where that was, came he from, protected him, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he's certainly uh, he's been known as a pretty loyal guy, and I believe. Remember, I'm sure you probably remember it more than, better than I do. But that was the first in-season coaching change that the Steelers had had in like 40 years or That's something wild, like that. And just yeah. So I get, I get, I guess, and like I said, that organization is known for stability, and they don't make a lot of rash decisions. Um, and that even comes when it, in, in relation to signing players or trading players, they don't do a lot of that. So, um, yeah, the Matt Canada thing was it was a disaster, um, and and that was that was you know he he kept him around too long. Um, I, I I get at the end of last year. That Kenny Pickett looked a little bit better, and you know you could argue, you know, okay, let's give this combination some more time to see how it works out. But it, it was pretty clear early on that this this wasn't uh, this wasn't going to work out. So, you know, I don't know what they're looking at as far as bringing in a new offensive coordinator. I would certainly like to see somebody a little bit maybe younger and more innovative. I don't know who that would be. I don't have a list in front of me of of, of coaches, but. Yeah, that that was a that was a, obviously a, a bad hire, really bad hire. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn Ten Challenge and enjoy ten smoke-free, spit-free days for just five ninety-five. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.